Welcome back, boys and girls, children all over the world, to another episode of the Nerds Around. We have a featured guest, Sean Luke. How you doing? How you doing? And as always, my co-host, your boy Tone from across the hall, the Sebastianator. Oh Oh. my God. And it's your boy Law. Let's get into another episode. What are we talking about today, boys? We are talking about the possible merger of DC and Marvel universes. Is for real a, this time. A, is it a merger? For real this it time. A, I feel it's like, more like a Hail Mary. It's a yeah. Hail Mary pass <laughs> that could just possibly be a, like abrupt takeover. Yeah. I, I want to call, call it an abrupt takeover. I feel like this is something a long time coming. I mean, if you really look at a lot of the DC comics recently... They haven't been producing quality content. I feel like Doomsday Clock was like one of their few things that was just like, oh my God, I need to get. There hasn't really been anything that says, oh my God, I need to. Even the Dark Metal series, right? The Dark Metal series had such promise and they brought a new like fan favorite character as the, the, the Batman I who feel laughs. Like, I feel like Scott and Greg do really great work. Like They're one of the true solid teams of that, Like, but it's few and far between. Like... They're, they are few and far between, and I feel like also feel like the Dark Metal series kind of like fell in its own petard, mm. right? It kind of relied too much on the darkness, and it kind of fell through with it. Where do you where do you lie, or where do you like lie on the um, New Fifty Two versus Rebirth versus like you know everything p- before? I feel like when it comes to like reboots and rebirths in general, it's such a cop out for what you have done. Mm. Right. And like, I understand why they did Rebirth because the new 52 was such a droll. Right. It, it made I, everything darker, bleaker. I try to make it greedy, gritty. I think I, think I appreciate new 52 because they kind of let Batman rock in his own world and yeah. own universe. They were like, Scott and Greg, y'all can do whatever y'all want. And everything oh, no. else was Batman like, was one of shit. the better stories, Absolutely. especially involving yeah, if, Joker, Two Face. Yep. That whole storyline he did with Two Face was just freaking ridiculous. Yeah. I feel what happened with the new Fifty Two because um, because Nolan's movies for the Dark Knight did so well. Yeah, but DC was on this whole dark um, kick because they did that with the Superman movies with um, Cavill. They yeah. went this whole dark turn. Dark it was trying to follow the whole thing of the new 52. And it was just like, oh, brightness is not our thing. Because there was even a thing about no comedy in their movies because after, what was it, Green Lantern? Yeah, but this is where the problem lies. There are characters that do not embody the darkness. It worked for Batman because Batman is a true embodiment of darkness. Right. Superman, Flash, Green Lantern. They're all characters that imbue light, right. hope, yep. inspiring, and they they have Flash. This- Flash has a very traumatic backstory more than most, and he's still one of the more chipper, like upbeat, especially but Wally. The, like Wally's, yeah. But if you one look of the, at the most like you know beloved characters, but if you look at it this way, it, it's really funny how again DC was just throwing all this stuff out there. That's kind of like if Marvel was like, you know what, we're gonna make Iron Man the Patriot character, and we're going to make Cap. 
the like um the drunk and all that that's like that's not how you do it like, i mean when the i can see that as a what if it, it's a, you <laughs> could see it as a what if because that's why they had what if but it's like yeah, this the was the storyline yeah they, like, they they stuck to their beats yeah yeah what if was like you yeah, know but, the you know, but marvel is we can't really use marvel as a great example for that because marvel did something even more ridiculous by turning captain america into a hydra agent and then copping out at Please. the last at the last comic page where Captain America was in the Cosmic Cube. Spoilers. Um, and like, it's been like three years. Yeah, fuck out of here with spoilers. <laughs> People got to put spoilers for Back to the Future. I mean, it's ridiculous. Give your spoiler answer. In case of spoilers, Tony Stark dies. <laughs> <laughs> that is, if you've never heard our episode before, that is our disclaimer. Yeah. Okay. Since, yo. So but, I can't. The other reason why we can't use Marvel because Marvel is very, very known. For taking properties of that they do for movies and TV and stuff like that, and emulate it into the comics to try and generate sales. Yeah, that's that's one of their biggest problems right now because it's like that's why it kind of turned more into indie books now mm-hmm. because uh, Marvel's been trying to mimic their books more to the movies. DC's been trying to do this whole dark kick, then they're trying to reboot their universes. I think that they're was the biggest on problem. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, DC they, has. Like but great publishing, constant. but not great movies. And but that's why people reboots. are starting to get turned off by comics, period. Yeah. It's the constant reboots and the constant ret- retconning. They're, if try, you, they're trying to find where they do it right and keep doubling down on it. And I'm like... But it's similar to the boom in the 90s. In the 90s, the comic com- uh, yeah. industry almost... Yeah. Because it was like all this, like oh, we're gonna come up with all these variants, all this stuff, and all that. Um, Image Comics was one of those companies that you know you had the big rock stars at the time of Jim Lee and all, and Image was just pumping up with these books, and then all mm-hmm. of a sudden flooding with number ones, flooding with this and that. Yeah. There was a lot of stories lost, and well, it was just, it, it's it it works in our favor because now the comic book industry has given us comic cons to where we now love them and it's more socially acceptable to be a nerd and be a geek. So I will like put that in the light comment, uh, like column. But the publications, you know what I mean? the publication but, portions are getting lost. Exactly. Like I feel like it's getting lost to where it's going to reach a point where there's no uh, actual substance to any of the stories and, and to any of the content. So do you think out. that by reducing publications, right? Like, for example, we heard that uh, – we heard – this is all speculation. We heard that DC is going to possibly reduce their numbers of publications. Do you think that would be a benefit to them now that they're just refocusing on certain stories and certain comics – you know, or would it be a detriment because of the fact of the lack of the lack of sales in between the times they distribute? It's it's a yes and no for me, only because um, what happens, and I feel what some of these companies have done. Oh, this character's hot now. Let's mm-hmm. give them their own book. Let's just like biggest example was Wolverine at one point. Okay. Wolverine was like in every single. Book. He's in his solo book. He's in the X Men Blue. He's in the X Men Black. He's in X Force. He's an Avenger. It's like okay, you know, you're exhausting this character. You're creating all these extra books. Oh, now we have Uncanny Avengers. Let's see if we can throw him in there. And so it's like you're creating all these extra stuff that's not needed. Let's focus on the main books. Like for example, like what happened to limited series? Starfire had her series. It shouldn't have been an ongoing series, but it's to be like you know, limited series. Okay, we're gonna do four issues. There you go. Limited edition series. Like, it's a nice little side story that goes on to the main Teen Titans book. Mm. That's something you could have went with. With these whole um, things that they're doing now, all these world-changing events that you have this main book, 
like for example, I'm pretty sure they probably did it with DC with with um, Dark Metal. You have this main storyline going on that you buy this main book, but then to get all these other side storylines, they were using it as a marketing tool for you to buy all these other books that you may not read as a fan. Yeah, and you, you and, and and that was proof before because again when we when I mentioned that but boom I think in the they 90s, too much to like. So a lot of the retcons, at least of late, um, that I've noticed are pandering to the, oh man, we want to bring this person back. And then they bring that person back and it's like, yeah, but the people who got introduced maybe now are like, oh, why I, is this person here? Oh, like, I, I, I like the universe this way, not the way it was before. When the, in the 90s happened, they were doing that same thing with all these books mm. where it was like, you got this main storyline, but to get this whole bigger picture, you have to buy all these extra books. Yeah. But then it's also too that these companies get afraid of the commitment that they made with the character like for example oh we're gonna retcon out spider-man's marriage because a lot of people want the old spider-man like they want this they want that it's like it's like okay where are you pandering like no like you went with this commit to this show this character growth and that's the thing that's also hurting a lot of these books um and it's like there's too many retcons um like for example when they did the new 52 and then they went back to like the the after new 52 there were select things they kept from the previous stuff but they retconned a lot of other stuff that Mm -hmm. we saw these characters go through which is like why why did you do that like oracle wasn't oracle anymore she's now back to batgirl barbara gordon they kind of retconned that whole thing and everything and it's like why mm-hmm. like these were stories that we saw help with these characters grow we so, saw these difference so with the new 52 the issue the what they were trying to do is create a younger version of our current heroes which is yeah. why batgirl was still became batgirl again and that's why you know batman was in the younger stages of his uh career superman was just starting and he was like a, everybody was only everyone, like five to six years of the in. main characters at least the main uh original justice league had a zero year no? yeah. yeah they had a zero year but then they were in there for maybe for like five six years at most i think yeah before they came before they joined together with justice league yeah. one yeah right um, but like it was a shorter time frame, so it's a younger it's a younger cast, if you yeah. will. It was um, it was it was kind of their take on the Ultimates. When yes. you really think about it, yes, it literally was their version of it, but they did it for main continuity as opposed to yeah, it's as opposed, opposed to, to a, side a, an Elseworlds, if you yeah. will. Which I think they should have just done that if they were going to make the new Fifty Two, they should have made it as like an Elseworlds, made it like an Earth Four or something. You know, because Earth 2 is the golden age. Earth 3 but, is the villains. But I think also, like, we've had... So what they did do right with um, Doomsday Clock, from what I've seen, is that they introduced um, the fact that all the worlds that were created and uh, ultimately destroyed, they brought them back. So now we have certain worlds or mm-hmm. certain universes that introduce certain aspects that we loved back in the day. Now they're like... You know what? It's not a hush hush thing. It's not like the forgotten stepchild that we just mm-hmm. hush and throw, you know, in the broom closet. You know what I mean? So I do appreciate that. But my like, issue with Doomsday Clock is the fact that it started out as an alternate comic. Like it didn't fall into the main continuity. Right? Like that's that when it started out, it started out as a as its own Watchmen universe right. panel. And then all of a sudden the DC superheroes just kept coming in. And I'm just like, well, what does this do? What what does Doomsday Clock final final you know pages do for the rest of the continuity for DC Comics? You know where does it other, go other than like just bring everybody back? Right, like what was the point of that? 
You know, and apparently U- the ulti- point is to ulti- do another reboot. Ultimately, yeah. it feels like a um, a love letter to Superman of why we need Superman. And look at me, I'm a huge Batman fan, and I appreciate Superman. Mm-hmm. But it was a love letter to Superman, it felt like, at the end. I, and that I agree with because I'm a fan of Superman and I appreciate Batman. So, you know, like, for me, I agree with that statement. However, you know, it's just one of those long-term things where it's like, in the long term, does this benefit? Right. You know, and it was just now that it just happened, it's just a wait and see now. So I I guess I'm the person here who's just like I'm tired of the reboots, I'm tired of the retconning because um again, like Marvel did their um their other secret wars or something that that was involving the merger of different universes because they wanted to take the most popular elements and put them into one main universe. Like you had Miles Morales he was in the Ultimate Universe. Right. He yeah. was Ultimate Spider-Man. He took over the mantle after Peter Parker, which to me, that worked for that. Yeah. But then yeah. it's like, you know, I love the fact that they, they, they also, at the time, they would explore like, oh, alternate dimensions. And you had Peter Parker meet Miles. But then they're like, oh, we want to put them all in one um, universe mm-hmm. together so we can sell more stuff. I'm like, why? You, well, you could have done that another way. But here's the thing. And, you know, to, to I guess I would, I'm going to be devil's advocate on that because... Secret Wars or Battle World had a storyline to it. It did. Right? It did. And and it involved one of the greatest, you know, characters of all time, Doctor Doom. Right? And him basically saving the universe by combining the different multiverses into one world. That was such a simpler story than, say, Crisis on Infinite Earths. Yes. <laughs> it was. Right. I mean, it... And I think that's the thing. Like, if you're going to do a reboot, if you're going to plan a way to converge everything, make sense. Make sense. And this, it did make sense. You know, Doctor Doom saw the destruction of the multiverse. Do you, do you feel like DC, like, does things and then kind of doesn't really have the foresight to be like, all right, this is what's going to happen next. And everyone has to play in this pay- playpen. Okay. Look so at the movies. Not even that. Listen, <laughs> but to that but point, the movies yeah. are fixing themselves as well. They're, they're doing that right now. So I feel like <laughs> that's what's happening of. with DC and Marvel in a way. Like, so the way I see it is like this. The DC lets the writers write what they want for their characters or for whatever. Like, for example, Superman's had sporadic powers, Mm. you know, based on whatever issue they're in, right? It gets to the point where things get so convoluted that they have to condense and combine everything just to start fresh so the readers don't get so out of place. But I remember back in the day when comics, like, if, let's say, for example... It was a story that was going on in X-Men 105, and they were talking about a character. If you were interested to hear that quick thing that they mentioned, they used to always put that little bubble right there. Like, oh, if you want to see this, go to this issue and this issue. So they used to like lead you on that way. But I feel like it's, way. it's harder because we have so so much content out there now. But that's so the many other problem, too. It's the, and like, it, it's... I think it's one the commitment. That I, I doubt. I doubt highly that everyone's in the same bullpen. Like no, it, it's not like before. Projects, yeah, you know I mean? it's it's it wasn't like before. Like Marvel, you had the bullpen, right? Mm-hmm. Bouncing off ideas, every, and I think that's one of the problems that's there right now is that um, you don't have teams that are working together and like, oh, this is what you do. Dot 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 dot. This is how we're going to cover the like, character. Hey, dot, I'm dot, working dot. on this story like, that might tie into yours at some point. Write me into there, or I'll write you into mine, and mm-hmm. then boom, this will make sense. Like, or they would at, have, look, or they would have storylines that are like two years in advance. Yeah, right. 
right? Like they're planning something two year, one year to two years in advance that they put the seeds in so early, mm-hmm. right? But it's because everybody's on the same page at the same time. Well, I think You're, that's that's kind of like what they're trying to do now. I don't it's think just, I, it's, it's it's weird. It's, it's just weird. I feel it's like it's not the same. Yeah, it's not the same vision. No. You know, because it's always about that quick money. It's always about that, you know what, let's get that out there. Like, for example, I guarantee you, with Wonder Woman 84 coming out, DC is going to try and do something Wonder Woman-centric and heavy just to involve that. Bring Maxwell Lord back from the freaking dead, right? And, you know, have him do something for I that mean, for that piece. I wouldn't put it past him. It's kind of like what James Gunn says. It's like, you know, Hollywood sees one thing work, and then everyone wants to copy it. Like, for example... Um, Guardians of the Galaxy movie had a killer soundtrack. Then all mm-hmm. of a sudden, Suicide Squad were getting like this crazy soundtrack when they rebooted it and all that, like in the commercials and everything. I was like, wait, what? It kind of like it yeah. looked like it was trying to mimic that. Yeah. Um, and it's I just, think you they, no... they mimicked it just off the, the sense of get a ragtag group of people that you kind of know or yeah. may, be, may be familiar with and just throw them on the screen together and see how they interact. And let's see how the audience like accepts it. Or doesn't. But yeah, I, I've there's just too many because there were times where I was like, oh, I want to follow this book. I'm loving this book and all that. And then all of a sudden, it's like we're gonna reboot everything again. So yeah. what you read and cared about one doesn't of, really matter anymore. One of the things that always stuck with me was when I was younger. First Civil War came out. Yes, right. There was literally a checklist sheet of all the comics I you that. had to buy. In uh, order to keep up to date, I didn't with and Civil I didn't re- and I didn't read it because of that. No, I yeah. wanted to read it, but I remember seeing it. It'd be like, oh well, here's Civil Wars. Like, if you want to learn more about what the X Men are doing, read this. I'm like, I don't even know how to dive in. But they, yeah, you. <laughs> so I always, I always stuck to just like the graphic novel stories. Yeah, the main, the, yeah, the, the main, main, the main stories, st- like the collected trade back. I read that, and I'd be that's it. I can't follow like the the weeklies. I'm like, there's too much going on. Right. And I felt like with Civil War, even though some folks, you know were kind of whatever about it. I, I wanted to get into Civil War, but it felt like very, like, un, it felt very, like, I didn't know where to start. Yeah. Or you get the exact opposite with Civil War Two, right? Where you had to have read the the side story to truly appreciate and understand what this war was all about because it was the side story that revealed that Captain America was the one pulling all the strings mm-hmm. for them to literally go to Thanos mm-hmm. and Rhodes getting killed and all that other stuff, Right. It was actually him as Hydra agent, Captain America, plotting all this, setting everything up, releasing Bruce Banner as the Hulk, or at least trying to get to the Hulk, right before Hawkeye kills him. He was literally manipulating. He's the one that manipulated the um, the, the guy, I forgot his name, um, the one that was actually having the visions, the, right? Uh, I was yeah. the Watcher, not the Watcher. No, the watcher. Uh, there was a mutant that literally had visions of the future, and Captain America was literally manipulating that mutant. Right, to his visions, and that's how Civil War II started. But you wouldn't know that unless you read the side stories. You want to know what's funny? I think they always try to paint Cap as being an actual villain because it was kind of like that in Avengers Disassembled with something like some love of him and Wanda, but then it was like because he was trying to protect her 
um, when they were trying to stop Wanda, and then that created the um, House of M series. Yeah, because she was like no more. Um, well, she... Avenge- well, you got to understand the the original Captain America because I feel like Captain America has grown over the years. Yeah, the original Captain America has always been stern about his beliefs, his ideals, and everything. That's why he was always against the registration because he always mm-hmm. believed in freedom. Right, so when Avengers Disassembled came out, that those same ideologies came into play, right, and it just completely divided everything, right, and so because of that, you know, and then of course the House of M coming right after, and it's just it was just a lot, but that's the one thing that I I could have appreciated with Captain America is that he actually stuck to his morals, yeah. stuck to his ideals, and stuck to the fact that despite everything, there is a moral code that you need to follow. And it's even if it's stronger than the than the, than the law states, or like you, if it's a, a, a definitive um, way that you feel like it goes beyond what the conventional means stand for, then he will stand for it no matter what. That's why he's one of my favorite characters. Yeah, <laughs> that's so, why it pissed me off when it be. Even though initially I liked it, <laughs> it pissed me off with the ending. Right when the real Captain America right. came out the Cosmic Cube. I love I, I love the memes that came out for it. They had like, was it someone redrew John Cena over the cop picture and goes, <laughs> "You can see me." <laughs> so we're looking at the state of play right now. Okay. Uh, we just we all just saw the video and look at the speculation yeah. about stuff. Tone, I'll, I'll let you chime in first. On a business standpoint, what's the credibility of something like that happening? So with the idea of. Of Marvel or Disney, right? Taking DC, um, I th- like. Would you think would it be more likely to take just the DC publishing aspect, like, and do something like how they kind of work it out with Sony in in that regards, or do you think they would probably just buy it outright? I mean, I don't. So it depends. So like, if they get full control, they would buy it outright. They've Disney, from what I've known, is like they've spent the money on something that they know is viable. So if they know, and these characters are viable, you've got. The DC characters are viable. Right. You've got the top, the main seven. You've got the Justice League. You've got all these other characters. So it would make sense for Disney as they continue to grow their brand and collect like your childhood pretty much (laughs) uh, and exploit it for them to drop all the cash and bring everything together. It would make no sense for them to kind of cherry pick characters to Mm. use because they're already already dealt with that. Right. Um, And they have more money than fucking God. Also, <laughs> piggyback off what like, you're saying. They're basically the Catholic oh, Church. Sorry, you know? and, then, and then, you know, to so the point of, of of Time Warner with the whole idea of, of pleasing your shareholders, you've, got, you've, have, you've had multiple projects that have fallen flat on your face. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got publishing, like we learned, is coming out with a bunch of stuff that isn't bringing any sort of interest to the topics. And as we, you know, as looking at a business, most businesses will say, you know, we're more than the bottom line. We're more about helping the world, helping everybody else. But, you know, the old school way of thinking for business is that you're a business to provide shareholder value. And you can get shareholder value really fucking fast if you sell DC. Also, you you have to look at it this way, too. Disney launched Disney Plus. And they're going to be looking for content to put on there. This is potential content if Disney were to buy it. Of new shows and, and especially in the DC light because DC's library doesn't just consist of just superheroes. You have that vertical imprint that's there. You have a, and then they yeah. also and Disney also owns a lot of people not know this 
Hulu. They're the majority owner. But like right. but Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers has a gambit of of content. So you've got the content that would work in a Disney Plus. You've also got content that would work in a Hulu because Disney's using Hulu and FX for their more mature content. Yeah. Right. So like you've got the Harley Quinn show, Doomsday Patrol. That would go to Hulu. You've got but also, the animated keep, shows. Keep in mind, you know that. We're still looking at a potential where HBO, Cinemax, all that has like one streaming platform. Yeah, we're getting they, HBO they, Max. We're well, getting yeah, HBO which, Max. which Doom Patrol is going to be on. Yeah. Season two of Doom Patrol, which I think is an amazing show. I've way. heard really good things about Doom Patrol and just right. how it's just yeah. so out if, there, but if really HBO fun. HBO Max comes it. out, do you think that'll kind of holster some of no. these, these no. claims? Or? No. no, because no? A- HBO would have to own the rights for all that HBO doesn't have the money to throw that. It would have to be their right. parent company because HBO, um, again, they got the Watchmen stuff. They got, um, cause they got a lot of their own. We, we've got Crunchyroll, TNT. We have so many things on that streaming platform that if they lose DC, it's not going to hurt them. But who's, but who's purchasing HBO max for DC? Right. Yeah. Like I'm not, I'm not subscribing to HBO max or getting HBO now for the access to DC now. I I don't need it now. I want to watch Harley Quinn. Right. But I'm not at the point where like I need to pay but, money for this. And but my thing is is that like this is why I feel on a separate level HBO Max isn't really going to go anywhere because they already have HBO Go. Right. And HBO they're go, go they're going to kill HBO Go. No, the whole the whole idea is like it's so it's not separate. If you purchase HBO now, you have Max. Mm-hmm. And then it's event they're doing a uh, a tiered way of integrating Max into all their platforms. Okay. So like if you, so it, ideally it shouldn't, cause you already pay for HBO. So it's kind of like a slap in the face where it's like, I'm paying for HBO, which is already a premium service. And then I got to pay for your, for your streaming. Right. Or for well, your, it's kind of, it's kind of so like, like what if Disney you pay Plus. HBO now, you get, you get HBO well, Max. Well, it's all about bundles. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah. Disney, and Disney it's, Plus, it's cable all over again. Well, Disney Plus just did that with um, Hulu and ESPN because Disney owns ESPN. Disney yeah. owns Hulu. Yeah. And they're like, oh, we don't want people to cancel their subscriptions. So they're like, if you have this, you can get a bundled subscription with this. And they, So there's not enough juice to like hold down the, no. uh, the so, forces if Disney goes, yo, yeah, no, here's, a blank, they, here's a blank check. Say your number. I want your company. Yeah. Right, and they will take DC from under them. Now, here's my thing. Here's here's a scenario that I've, I've been thinking about. Why doesn't Disney just become a silent partner? Have DC run on its own, you know, still within the Warner Brothers, still show that it would be a silent partner this way. Cause, and I'm thinking about it from a Vince McMahon perspective because when he was running, he was a silent partner for ECW. Okay. And it was thriving for a time. Right until WWE decided to start poaching their talent. Right, um, I mean, if Disney becomes a silent partner, and the reason why I'm saying to, this, to what end though? I'll, I'll, I'll explain right now. The reason why I say Disney becomes a silent partner because one, competition. If it shows the competition that DC versus Marvel still exists, that still can drive sales. Okay. Okay, and also the fact that with the silent partner. You can go ahead and pluck a pluck a uh, a piece here, a piece there, right? Just to tease certain things, okay? Right? Or Much you can like what we've seen already, yeah. Like, but on a greater scale, you know? Okay. Like, and you can have like one or two crossovers, right? Like, have Superman g- travel through the multiverse, end up here. Right in the Marvel universe, okay. I say here like as if we're in the Marvel universe. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> 
Right. And then, you know, just do that trickling effect. Right. And then, of course, they can be like, well, this was just a, a one time thing or whatever the case may be. But go re- go buy our stuff, you know, buy it, buy the stuff to so build up the sales. So maybe we could do more. Right. Okay. The reason and, and I like saying that because the I, once again, I as a wrestling fan, I mm. my my head is always when he when Vince McMahon purchased WCW. Wrestling tanked for a bit because there was one there was one company to rule them all if you will ring of honor wasn't as popular as it was now right you know new japan wasn't as popular like people would have to get the old vhs tapes or whatever just to just to watch it and tna pulled an anakin skywalker right right so you know when when vince bought it there was no competition if you will so then wrestling became stagnant, and there was really nowhere else for you to go but the big guy. And I feel like with Marvel, if they acquire DC, that's literally what's going to happen. No independent company or independent artists or independent comic books will ever compete with a juggernaut. Even all though puns, the fans may like it. huh? All puns intended. No, yeah. but, but, I, but I, feel like we have, I feel like we have that problem now. With 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 well, with Mar- with with Disney in general, I feel like we have this problem that they're this they're this juggernaut. So like when the whole thing with Spider Man, the whole drama with Spider Man happened, the main argument f- from folks was like, why are we why are we like getting all up in arms about why this big conglomerate doesn't have this one character? There should be competition. But then we look at it as like it like we excused it because it's like well, I don't I don't need the competition. I want really good stories for my character, mm-hmm. but. But Disney, as they've continued to purchase and acquire IPs, they are becoming that media well, I think, juggernaut. I think what happened it's with just, that, it, it, it was a tough one because um, Spider-Man is an original IP of Marvel. But the fact is that they sold the film rights. Sony no, no, I know. But, 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 but that was an argument. Yeah, 700 was characters. But that yeah. was an argument that people were saying was that you know we should, we, we should let Sony still have it and have that opportunity. These characters are, belong to Marvel. Yeah. They should have them. Whereas... Um, to your point, if they acquire DC, it'll. I agree, it'll be just like what yeah. the fuck else don't they have? Right, like, you know. But it also feels inevitable that Disney will will have it. It feels inevitable, which is why I think the silent partnership would work, because at least with DC still, it's a little show that DC all of a sudden just thrives again. Yeah. Right. It does their publishing. They throw their stuff out there. They throw their movies. Their everything like that. It all goes out there. The DC Universe Online that they promoted heavily for doesn't go away, right? Mm-hmm. But start taking some of them, some of those you, things well, off of the DC Universe. About that? That? Wait, you want to know what's crazy about that? That would actually be a like karma in a way if that happened to DC, and, and I hate to say it like that. Because if you look at a lot of characters, DC acquired a lot of independent characters many years ago because Shazam was from another company a long time ago. And then DC got the rights for the character. The icon characters. The, yeah. You know, all those guys. The Dwayne McDuffie characters. Right. Yeah. And now to thank our sponsors. The Nerds of the Round is brought to you by Enbion. Make sure to use the code GETNERDYWITHIT to get 10% off merchandise and services such as web hosting, printing, and more at nbeyond.com. I mean, it, in a world where this does go down, right? Let's mm-hmm. say this is, this is a scenario, this is what's happening right now. Is there anyone 
or anything that can step up to fill that void. Well, right now Netflix, I think they, they not even... not not talking. I'm talking like just publishing, publishing Amazon. Well, right now actually no. <laughs> Amazon. If you look at it this way, comics. Wait, 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 wait. You 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 have wait. webtoons that's stepping up on the on the on the um what's it called the digital space. Mm-hmm. Amazon. Um, you have a lot of independent publishers right now that are finding their footing. For example, um, IDW. IDW is picking up a lot of properties, and they're like, for example, we have. So would it the, be beneficial for like an IDW to partner with Amazon to then you like, have IDW build st- like that you, platform? You still have Image. Image right. Comics is still producing out there. Um, you, Didn't that Bloodshot movie just come out? Yeah, yeah, Valiant. Valiant in a way was coming back. Bloodshot is right. coming out with Van Diesel. Um, so Valiant in a way was make is making their comeback, but well, they're not coming as back much. because of the bo- cause of boys. Yeah, because of the the boys. Well, yeah, well, and the boys, boys have, have you seen the boys? <laughs> oh, we went heavy into the boys. I, Woo, I, I, child. I, we we I, we watched the boys and then it was like, All right, I'm reading it and I read the whole thing in like a month. But that's the thing. Nice. Like Netflix <laughs> Netflix and Amazon are picking up independent comic properties, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if you look at it you had um Umbrella, Umbrella Academy. Academy on Netflix, The Boys on Amazon. Mm-hmm. So they're starting to step up their game with okay, what's independent? Lock and Key right what's now is really there? Big. Lock and yeah. Key. I heard it was good. Yeah, and I um, haven't seen it yet. So. It's it is good. I just I have to read the comic because mm-hmm. it gets to a point where I'm like, you guys are making the worst decisions, and I don't know if this happens oh. in the comic. But it also too is mm-hmm. like if you look at like AMC when they had picked up Walking Dead, it showed an independent property outside of Marvel and DC, right? That was able to well, hold on strong. We definitely we definitely understand and know that there is a desperate need for something that isn't the soups or right. even if it is it's not the soups in the way that we've we've seen it well we're about to get spawn again Talk right. Fawn well yeah spawn. he's talking about it but i'm still and waiting to to see actual production work but right. then you have bloodshot bloodshot has to do okay spawns well. in mortal Kombat now so we get yeah, that we <laughs> close <laughs> enough yeah, but, um, Bloodshot, and he with, with with Keith, with Keith David, David Glory with Keith David with as the Keith voice. David Glory. Yes, he came back to reprise the role. It was amazing. Yes, yes they yes they did. That was a big big to do factor. That they had got Keith David, but, but yet mean, they didn't get Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like, come on. I mean, but they could have. They could have. But to but to your point, I think I think if if some company is going to come out and swing at Disney to not say, fuck you, you're not going to get DC. Like, who's the mm-hmm. David to their I, Goliath? I, I, t- I would say it's Amazon. I and mean, It's a Goliath to Goliath. Oh, yeah. Amazon, <laughs> Amazon would be... Amazon it, would, is... it would be Amazon. Amazon has more money than God to, to, to buy whatever. I mean, that's why they're able to produce all these movies and shows. And even if they tank, they just keep going until one fucking sticks. True. So if you purchase... They already have, like, they already have comiXology. Right. So they mm-hmm. could purchase DC... Use that for the publishing through Comicsology without having to pay whatever licensing fees they have to pay to get all the DC stuff, mm. right? Um, you have they do they have the lockdown on books, so they have they have the Amazon store. They've got the Amazon stores you can go into to make the print, and then you've got the studio to to create either shows, movies, adaptations, animations. Amazon yeah. would be the one to do it. You and it would it here. <laughs> that's all right. Because Netflix, I think, already did their purchase. They're they're going to keep production their own. Well, they 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 still feel financials to do it. Yeah. But that's the thing. I still think Netflix feels hurt over the fact that they got the Marvel properties, and all of a sudden they were just like, "You're making it too expensive. Goodbye." <laughs> but I think that's why right now they're they're so really focused ex- on their own original stuff. Yeah, they're going heavy. They're doing heavy with yeah. reality TV. They're doing heavy with yeah. the independent comics because they don't yeah. want to go through that again. Yeah. Because they yeah. went through that with stars. 
because yeah. and stars they, and, they, have, and they've doubled down on animation. The yeah. amount of animation properties I've seen, especially yeah. with their stuff that they've been doing with DreamWorks, forget about it. Yeah. Oh yeah, like, like Troll uh, um, Castlevania, so the third season just yep. came out. Yep. Like wow, like and that and that in itself, that in itself is a gold mine to show that if if you want to do a video game adaptation right, come mm-hmm. to Netflix. Okay, yep. Because I think they want to do a Devil May Cry. That's the same creator. They, yes, they're doing the same creator because the anime. There was an anime Devil for it. Yes, there was an anime for it. Right. But I think they want to do the guy who does Castlevania wants to do Devil May Cry. I think what I we should also do Berserk. But anyway, so for it. <laughs> I think what we're gonna see here is that um, the pending, Yo, that's a soapbox, and he will be there until he dies. I will die on that soapbox. I think oh, what we're man. gonna see here is this: is that we all can agree that DC has kind of ran into some trouble over the years. Right now, mm-hmm. um, it's kind of a similar spot where Marvel was years ago when Marvel yeah. was going bankrupt and they had to sell their rights for stuff and all that, um, because at that time DC was killing it with their books and everything. So we kind of seen them the start spot. They're doing all these reboots. We had um, the awesome Doomsday Clock, but then we have all these other like stuff that just and then the movies. I don't know it's why like they it's don't hit do miss. really good live action when their animation are so good. Well, the thing good. is, this their their TV shows have been doing great. Like yeah. the Arrowverse, yeah. the Crisis on Infinite yeah. Earth miniseries was amazing. That was their, I loved that. It. Was I, their I, Infinity Gauntlet? It was I, their. Infinity I dipped Gauntlet. out on yeah. no. Their all TV the is always properties been good. Long time ago, like I. Their movies have been a hit and miss. It's like Joker is now your top movie, but then your top characters, um, like Superman, Batman, when you came out with one of these storylines, Batman versus Superman, mm-hmm. like you just like pretty much just at the box office. Right. And so let me script. ask you a question. Was that because of DC or was that because of them allowing creative control for the director? For BVS? For two, not, I'm going to give you two. Zack Snyder, I'm gonna give you. I'm going to give you two. I'm going to tell you what happened. First of all, they gave too much creative control to Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder um, was on, rec- um, I believe it was an interview. He said that if he had wrote Batman as a dark hero, because he always wanted to do a Batman movie. Because mm-hmm. if you look at Batman versus Superman, there's a Pick lot of one Batman. source material. Then yeah, he couldn't. He had. He, he had. He, and and I the think thing, we did the count, and we said something like it's a, crazy, like more than ten. There was sources. no. There was like but six. The, but here's the six other total storylines in that one movie. But here's yeah. the other problem. More here's, than that, they pulled. They definitely pulled at least. I, Guarantee they pulled at least ten to but like here's ten to other, fourteen, something like that. But here's the other problem: if you remember when Batman versus Superman was coming out, Marvel had already announced prior to that that they were coming out with Civil, Civil War. War. Mm-hmm. Oh, Only I remember reason. that. Yeah. Mother's Day, Civil War, and BVS. Yeah, who's pl- and they're like Marvel's like we're gonna play chicken, <laughs> and and DC acquiesced. They they <laughs> turned like, the cards. Yes, but that's because yeah. Marvel's like we're we're rele- we don't give a fuck. About what you're doing, we but are that releasing. was the only reason we were getting <laughs> Batman versus Superman because Marvel announced Civil War. Okay. So what happened was that instead of DC deciding to feed people, the they big, needed to spoon feed. That's their biggest problem. The only reason they rushed with that movie, and first of all, it's really funny because it was karma too. Because the year before, Zack Snyder tossed, talked so much trash about Ant Man. Yeah, he was like, "Who wants to see a movie with, with an ant?" And look how good that did. And his movie just went trash. And uh, and when I saw um, the Superman movie, I had such a mixed reaction with it. Mm-hmm. Like, I loved Henry Cavill as Superman. 
I'm yeah, yeah but he just, had no yeah, speaking lines. No speaking lines. But I was like, you know, the movie was a little too dark for me. And I remember people like, oh, no, that's the direction they have to go. I'm like, I don't see it. No. And then it was just they proof again. And there have been that. people that have literally done dissertations. Literal dissertations yeah. on how Batman versus, uh, how, sorry, Man of Steel was actually a good movie. Because it, it, it completely explores the dichotomy of what a person has to go through Let in me life. What's better for you? There was someone who went into Batman versus Superman on how Zack Snyder assassinated Superman's character with the off killing, the off screen killing of um, Jimmy Olsen. Mm-hmm. The fact that his characters are super dark and then they didn't even revisit any themes in the previous nope. movie. Nope. And also, too, I will still stand this day. Brooklyn Boy T, I love you. But Batman versus Superman's fight ended on a safe word. Batman was playing too <laughs> rough. Look, I mean, Martha. Look, look, my whole my whole thing with BVS was that I mean, I I enjoyed I enjoyed Man of Steel for what it was, mm-hmm. um, and I was like kind of off that kick of like the Christopher Nolan Dark Toll, and I kind of liked it. I wish you know they gave Cavill some shit to run with. Uh, I enjoyed the DBZ fights between <laughs> between everybody because I thought it was pretty dope. Like seeing them I just mean, fly yeah. through Metropolis and it was like, and it actually looked better than yeah. the Matrix one. Yeah, and it was just like <laughs> it felt like how are they going to have this fight with the Kryptonians like being super strong and not make it seem like super campy? So I thought it was a good. I thought it was fun. No, it was good. Um, Vish- Zack Snyder gives but, but, you and, great yeah. But the thing is, but, that, and that storyline did carry over through to BVS, and yeah. it gave Batman a legitimate that, reason. That opening, I will. I, I we shit this movie all the time, mm-hmm. but the opening opening a bvs i think is f- fucking fantastic yeah because it gives you that motivation for batman but the problem is that should just been a batman movie we should have been spoon-fed dc movies they were trying to play catch up with the mcu because the yeah. mcu's been doing this and it that should have just been it yep. you've got these cast of characters that everyone loves you don't need to play catch up you do movies right you definitely don't need those two second them. cameos of the other characters i don't I'm like, like, it was literally it, two second characters, like, two second cameos. I to see Jason Momoa you, like swim up and just be like, and then zoom. I'm like, I don't need that. See, my part right now is that they're doing, they're about to do a reboot of the Batman. Yep. With Robert Pattinson looking like Daredevil. It's, um, it's looking like they're doing year two, apparently. Right. Like, the fast, it's, it's, not, fast, it's yeah. not year his one. His Fast and the Furious and muscle <laughs> car Batmobile. And I'm very confused because I'm like, if if y'all just watch Batman Begins, we already got this movie. But yeah. you know, but I think it's more so the fact that we should have gotten this movie after we got Flashpoint. Yeah, because that is where they're going with this. They're going with to make the Flash movie, the Flashpoint movie, where everything gets rebooted. You know, everything is going to go into a brighter direction. You know, and well, honestly, Molotov cocktail dumpster. Peace out. Like this. Because now that they were talking about Jason Momoa and Gal Gadot fighting in the movie, you know, it's way too late for everything. Yeah, I, 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 they're they're doing Wonder Woman eighty four, which I'm excited to see, but it just feels like they're doing it, and it's not going to have any connection to anything. I mean, I just want to see what this girl's going to look like as Cheetah. That's what. That's what I'm waiting for. True. I mean, apparently there have been some leaked things, but my whole thing was like, what? I'm waiting for that too. What is she going to look like as Cheetah? Yeah, because I'm like, how? And it's how Kristen Wiig. Like, it's yeah. a little weird. Like, it went even when yeah, when they announced her as the villain, I was like, no. But Pedro Pascal is Maxwell Lord. No, Pedro Pascal is a yo. He's good. <laughs> he can almost <laughs> do no wrong. No, no, I'm excited for. for I'm excited for O'Brien. I'm, I'm really excited for him to show up. Yo. <laughs> so, look at the state of play right now. We have Disney in really good footing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
to kind of buy DC. Yeah. Is potentially. Some, potentially. Potentially. Is it something that we're like definitely going to happen? Do you think it, it might happen? Or are you guys like, I wish they'd stay I'm gonna, all the way away from it? It's going to be Disney or Amazon that are going to buy them. Because, first of all, I feel Warner Brothers has dropped the ball with a lot of their stuff. They dropped yeah. the ball with rebooting their Looney Tunes characters. They're getting a lot of hit and misses. And I feel they, they're trying to come off as the company that is like, oh, we're letting people rock free with their creative. Yeah, but like, you don't have someone in the middle who's looking at this they stuff. Need a, they need well, who, a, they need a Kevin Feige. Who was their appointment? Like, I was, gonna, I was just going to say, yeah, they, need, they need Feige, somebody that's like their... does content, that content manager. They need yeah. somebody to regulate. Well, I mean, like... they need someone who's like the, the person who was like handling, I think it was Geoff Jones who was handling the shows. Jeff Jones. Yeah. Jeff Jones. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. No, I'm it was um, Bernelli. Yes. Greg Bernelli dealing with the TV, TV shows um, for DC. Wasn't Snyder supposed to be their person? Snyder was originally so, originally supposed to be their person, but again, it's like Zack Snyder. He gives you beautiful shots. He can do a beautiful shot for you in yeah. terms of characters and movie. I don't he see needs it. that help, and, and that's like, okay. And everybody's like, "Oh, three hundred. Like, no, he had help from following the source material. Perfectly, Perfectly right. mm-hmm. but then when you looked at Sucker Punch, it's like you got a beautiful movie, but then you got sucker punched in the face because it was just a horrible story. <laughs> I mean, you're right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm. I I don't. I I would hope or wish that D, that Disney does not purchase DC because again, it's just so many. It's so many IPs, but also on the flip side, it's like D, Disney has done so well with their IPs, except for Star Wars. Has done so well. Well, the, the Mandalorian. Uh, Mandalorian. Oh, Mandalor- okay, 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 okay. Clone the, Wars coming back movie, for its the final movie, season. The, the movies. The the sequel trilogy did right. not Rogue land. One. The sequel trilogy. The last movie didn't, didn't land. land. <laughs> right. I love the Last Jedi. I'm one of those people. I'm one of those few you are, few people. You are alone. Lone I'm Wolf one of those few like few people that oh, love oh, the Last man. Jedi, especially for what it was, and it was something as as like a difference. But what what I'm saying is that ideally it goes to Disney. There'd be a point person. They would have a Kevin Feige, mm-hmm. and then we would get good stuff from from DC that we've been really craving. That connects in a world that is the slow burn that eventually we get a payoff. So how do, so how would that be different if Amazon took it? I think. Well, I, I mean, I think Amazon could do the same thing. I think Amazon kind of lets them like they what they do with uh, with the boys. Like we've mm-hmm. seen them have the IPs and they let the creators kind of run with it. They're doing Wheel of Time. Um, so that'll be interesting with what they do. They're doing Lord of the Rings. So I also see that Amazon would let folks kind of make it and they would have a person like run it. Um, it just seems like Warner Brothers has been like at it and it's just like it's like swing and a miss. It would be interesting if Warner was like, listen, we're with HBO and all that. Like, why don't we just let them run it? Kind of like how they the did money. with the with Watchmen. I don't think they have the money. Like I think that. it. Yeah, it, it, they would have to because. Because HBO money, gets they, some, yeah. HBO relies on money from subscriptions and other properties and things like that for resale. Um, but I don't think unless unless a miracle happens and they're like, you know what, we're going to give you this property, you sell it, you do what you distribute it, you do what you got to do, right? But the next show that you that we give you, you have to produce it. It right? just depends but on how you want to yeah. see. What, it depends on how you want to see those characters. True. So like, if you get. Like they give them a chance, so you do like let's uh, let's adapt let's adapt the story, 
and let's cast it, let's adapt it, let's see how you do it. Like what they did with Watchmen, where they adapted something that they had, they did one season, and then you do the same thing with a DC, either a DC book or kind of uh, an offshoot or something. Bring back Constantine. <laughs> Bring back Constantine. Honestly, that would be a good thing. You know, yeah. and um, keep keep con- the, the current Constantine, Matt Ryan, yeah. yep. or live he action, is playing, a live action he's hush, excellently. You know, live action hush, live live action. Maybe even one of the um, elsewhere is a live action. Um, Red Sun or something like that. Just something live you, action to give him a you, chance to do it. You know how I would test the waters? Since DC has the rights to a lot of properties, I would probably test with their most obscure property or something that hasn't been out in a long time. I would be like, you know what? Let's test with the, the Static Shock. Let's go out there. Let's test there, with I, let's test with Icon. That's okay. Rough. Let's see if we that's go. a, that's that's a lot be... rougher because you have to get permission from the family of Dwayne McDuffie in order to actually use those. That's why he's not, hasn't been, that's why he hasn't technically been shown in any live action or any other, like he's not even on black lightning yet. And they've been teasing him for like a minute, right? Because they need to, they need to get the permission, even though DC to kind of technically owns the character, they still need permission from the family to use these Detroit verse characters. I guess it's, I'm going to bring up the Western term. Never say never. It's just, oh it's no, no, that. obviously, <laughs> obviously, I'm but still I mean, waiting for Static to be on Black Lightning, so you know. But I would, I would kind of test the waters to see if that work on that. I mean, if it's going to cost more money, then you know what? Then see into something else. There's a lot but of. But I feel like they're already there. doing that with the most obscure property right now, and that's Doom Patrol. But the problem is this: is that Doom Patrol is on the DC stream yet? No, but and they're I about that to put that, it on HBO Max. Yeah. Which is which is um which is good now, but I'm saying before when they launched their own streaming service, I think that that was a big mistake. They should have put it on some other platform, mm. um, not launched their own streaming app because everybody's like, oh, we're gonna launch all these different streaming apps. I think that's kind of hurt their shows in the long run. Oh, of it's, that. it's I think the DC universe is hurt in general because yeah. they've never. First of all, I can't get the DC universe on my PS4. Right. So that already is just that's that's a negative for me because I watch all my shows on my PS4. Right. Um, The other thing is, is that when we're talking about HBO and stuff like that, why not bring back Swamp Thing? Yeah. Swamp Thing lasted one season. They canceled it on the DC Universe. But everyone loved it, right? Apparently it was a good show. It was very dark, very, very horror-esque. Right. And, you know. To bring it back for HBO for a second season, make it more darker, make it more like Absol- scary. You can absolutely do that on HBO. Yeah. yeah, that would be the property that they can test the waters on. That's because that's one. an expe- That was an expensive property. Or even to begin like with. what they've been playing with is doing a Justice League Dark, which a featured Swamp Thing. Yeah, well, that could be the start of it. Yeah. Let's say at the end of the second season, like that, if they go through that, then the second season you see John Constantine walking in, saying "Hello, mate," and then you know. And end it like right there. Yeah. I mean, you can do it. I think, I think, like, so what Doom Patrol does too is that you're using obscure characters and you're bringing yeah. them in. And the great thing about obscure characters is that you're not tied down mm-hmm. by history. No. Mm-hmm. So, like, you want to bring, you want to bring Superman in. You are tied down to the history of Superman. What Superman means to people. Mm-hmm. What. Oh, my Superman wouldn't do this. Superman shouldn't do this. Superman needs to be this person. Right. Like, what's the problem is that they went yeah. in there. Thinking that they were swinging a big dick yeah. with um, them launching their own streaming service, yeah. putting this stuff on their own streaming service. Marvel didn't do that. 
Marvel released a lot of their properties on various platforms. We had the Netflix, we had Hulu. But that was then, because well, that was they didn't plan they did. on no, having it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, then so Disney, that's a, but then but that's, that's a whole, whole thing. Whole but then even venture. even but even now, when Disney's like, you know what, we have the library. Marvel never released their own straight streaming platform. No, These, but that, but they but they had the library and they were looking they were looking at the future of media and then yeah. they tested the waters with ESPN Plus. Yeah. Yeah. ESPN no, Plus that's, is their but, first but, but venture that's, into streaming. That's about what, it. What's final thoughts on this? Final thoughts. Ah, R.I.P. DC. Um, wow, that was Poor a one. bold statement. Poor one I out think, for the homie. I think we're my final thoughts is that we're still going to be in questions and limbos, and this is the time where DC is probably going to have to step up with them mentioning that this, with the rumors mentioning that this may be the last reboot before they go into anything. Um, and this is a put up or shut up moment. Um, final thoughts. Uh, DC needs to pull something out their ass because if not, either Amazon, Marvel, they're gonna buy them out. And and as much as I would love to see a Justice League versus Avengers movie, right? Because that would be a good two point five billion dollar movie, right? Right. Um, I think I think I like competition more. Competition breeds creativity. And on a side note, I would not mind if more independent creators now take advantage of this of this dissonance and just start building and growing from that. It's like pretty much to what the both of y'all are saying. Um, I do believe in competition. It's like either you innovate or you die. Mm -hmm. And it feels like that's what DC needs to do. And the, it looks like maybe this Hail Mary using Doomsday Clock and Thor and like kind of bringing them all together or something. I don't know. I know as a person who reads collections and not tradebacks, it feels very hard to jump in. It feels very exhaustive to know I have to, there's always something continuously coming out and kind of trying to keep up. So maybe consolidating to once a month may work out, but they've got to, they've got to do something different. Mm -hmm. If you do the same thing over and over again, expecting something different, you're it's definition of insanity. They're on thin ice. It's <laughs> all thin ice with their fans, thin ice with, um, shareholders, they're just, you know, grabbing at straws at this point. So whatever they do next, they have to, have to absolutely make it count. All right. Cool. Where can we find you? Yes. yes. Oh, hi. How Come you on, doing? All let's right. go. <laughs> uh, once again, uh, you guys can catch me at the G is for Geek podcast, um, at wherever you get your podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, um, Apple or you could catch us now at the SketchFit Studios YouTube channel, uh, where we'll be host, where we'll be posting our videos for G is for Geek. You could also catch me on the Geektopians YouTube page, uh, where I play, where I host uh, Geektopians and Quicktopians, which is con reviews. Um, make sure you check us out there, and uh, definitely, if you want to check more content from me and my other teammates, uh, go to SketchFitStudios.com, where we, we host and post all of our stuff there. I love you guys. Thank you for having me here. It is truly an honor. I absolutely know, had a great time. Um, I hope to come back again. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. That, that that's gonna be that's that's definite. This has been another episode of the Nerds of the Round. You can find us on Twitter at the Nerds O T R on Facebook and on Instagram at the Nerds of the Round, and you can find us in all of your favorite podcasting needs, whether that's Anchor, Spotify, or iTunes. We also have a YouTube channel, the Nerds of the Round. Check us out there. As we always like to say, we love to hear from our listeners, our viewers. Give a like, a comment, a retweet, a share. Let's connect. Let's chat. Let's get nerdy with it.